Welcome back to the Liquored Up Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm uh, Brian. And I'm Nick. Yeah. I like how Brian had to kind of think about that. It was, yeah, and, was like, uh, I'm, I'm Brian. Yeah. That's um, for who we are today. Yeah. So um, I know you all have been waiting on pins and needles for our next episode. And so here it is. This is probably the highlight of everyone's month um, in this league. Just this podcast coming out i would say i, I, I kind of imagine it's what everyone's actually uh doing the league for it now at this point right right obviously um so should we just get right into it should we just get into uh what's everyone drinking well first yeah. of all just everyone's got to know this is a this is an audio medium but um <laughs> nick has decided that he's just not going to turn on his camera today uh so it's just bk and i staring into each other's eyes yeah with Nick's voice popping in every so often. Yeah. Yeah. I'll add color commentary from time to time. <laughs> what was it? What was it? Did you hear that, PK? What was I, that I noise? Don't know what that was. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. All right. So, um, with that, does anyone have any fun banter before we get into what we're drinking? Uh, I mean, it's just the big Commissioner Cup weekend. So, uh, I have the cup with me doesn't work out well for the audio format but the cup is probably gonna stay in iowa city so i can confirm that he has it and so that's with you and nick correct correct yep. nick do you have any response to that uh i mean i think i won it five times in a row before pk decided he would ever see it again so this is the time first time i'm home. learning that this exists so um, I mean, seven it, years it's been a trophy, so that 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 checks out. Oh no, no you, you, yeah. Actually, from looking at it, you've won it four times. I've won it twice. This is the seventh year. Exciting, okay. exciting. Um, okay, so what's everyone drinking here? BK, you want to start? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of nursing some allergies, so I'm going to pop open a Canadian Dry and uh, put this puppy in the Commissioner Cup. That's a big flex. I'm- I'm so yeah. glad that you can't see me right now because I'm a little upset. <laughs> I like I, that I it's like a martini glass. It's not yeah. even something, you know. And I got some sleepy time tea in my uh, coffee cup here oh, with man. honey. He's going to yes. pass out by the time we finish. <laughs> well, I'm really upset that I had some technical difficulties because I also picked a beer based on um, the Commissioner Cup here. And in honor of the 2019 uh, Oktoberfest blackout, oh I am drinking. <laughs> I am drinking the Working Draft Oktoberfest, the seasonal stock and blocking, and uh, it is quite good. Excellent, I'm good. What's I'm, the uh, ABV on that puppy? Uh, let me see here. It's only 5.8, so it would be a light Oktoberfest in Munich. That's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've got the uh, Des Moines IPA. Uh, it's just kind of my my good go-to. It's always a solid choice. Mm-hmm. It is hard to go wrong with that one. I pretty much just get cases and cases of that. Um, <laughs> and just, I try to spread my wings every so often, try some other things, but then I always come back to it. So 
Um, all right, we're gonna we're not gonna mess around a whole lot. We're gonna well we're, we'll mess around a little bit later. But we're what's what's kind of our first topic for tonight? Um, well, Brian, you have a question for Nick or something? I, I do. Yeah, actually. Let's, so let's hear um, the question. Calling back to what Nick was just saying about the 2019 blackout. Um, whenever someone's traveling now, Nick, do, are you just kind of hoping that maybe they get a little too saucy and you see like a, a, a trade go by at 1 a.m.? <laughs> like J- Jamie was just, you know, in Vegas for what felt like a week. Like, were you just kind of waiting every night to wake up and see like maybe Jamie sent somebody off at 1 a.m.? I mean, absolutely the opposite of that. Um, <laughs> I just, I want nobody to ever make a bad trade again. And then maybe we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> No, but if, if, it, if makes... it doesn't happen again, then we're always going to talk about yours. Yeah, exactly. I, I, there is a line of thinking that you're correct, but in my mind, right, if something happens, it just brings up a recollection <laughs> of something else. So if nobody ever makes a bad trade, nobody's ever thinking about it actively. So like maybe once a year, somebody will say something when, you know, I have a bad week or something. But every time somebody makes a bad trade. It's never as bad as the one that I almost made. If it helps, every time I think of Oktoberfest, I just think of that stupid trade Nick did. <laughs> Once a year. It's kind of synonymous <laughs> with, with me and Oktoberfest. It's like, man, that was a dumb move. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I mean, uh, I, I'm not proud of it, but honestly, I, I have to say that Casey was a stand-up gentleman for yeah, recognizing. Yeah, I can't believe that. I still can't believe he did that. <laughs> So here's the real question, and and if you want to get into the the matrix alternate realities here, Eric, do you still trade me for Justin Fields for just a first round pick if I don't give you the SMU quarterback in return? Uh, refresh my memory. So was that was that last year's? No, this was 2019. Yeah. And so okay. I traded SMU's quarterback. I, I can't remember his name right now. Um. um yeah. Okay. Was it but, Shane Buschel? Yeah, so I had Shane Buschel, and he was putting up monster points. Yeah, and he's the guy that I traded it um, when I blacked out. And he's like, after I got him back, the next week I made a trade with you, or a couple weeks later, where you got Shane Buschel and my first round pick. Yeah, and I, I got mean, Justin Fields. I don't know. It's hard to hard to say one way or another because I don't know all the all the things around it. Like, wh- then what did I get the next year for that first rounder? What I, you know, um, I don't know. Hard to say, Nick. That's a tough question. Yeah. All I know is, uh, literally, only one result changed. If I like didn't trade with you for Justin Fields and I kept Shane Bouchelle, I have the exact same record. So you're saying you wouldn't have done it, except I would have lost the championship. <laughs> You still would have, okay. Yeah. So, so if so I still, if I don't you make have that trade, it. well, no, I'm yeah, I'm glad I did it. But like, if I don't make the trade, um, I lose in the championship game. I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. I'm I'm tracking. Yeah. Um. Alrighty then. You guys have a lot better memory of these things, and I I guess I just try to black it out when I after, <laughs> after it's over. Yeah, I, I like, black out every year too. Like, I mean, I am the leak historian. Um, I don't I don't like going back and thinking, oh, what if? I just pull the trigger and move on. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, you know, because some people some people don't like the what ifs, but uh, I love them. I hate maybe them. Eric not wanting to talk about the what ifs is a good segue for our next topic here. 
Well, actually, I, I wanted to just mention real quick, <laughs> on our first podcast, BK, mm-hmm. you and Eric posted a question for the league historian, and I do have an answer for you. What was hmm. the question? See, I've got a really bad memory. I have uh, no idea. Let me see. I think I can remember this. I asked, does total points scored just pretty much decide if you're going to be the champion or not? Um, that's the essence of the question. The question was, how many points do you have to score in a regular season to guarantee that you make the playoffs? Mm, okay. Right? And mm-hmm. so uh, I have done a little number crunching, and the answer is 1,425. That's like the lowest number anyone's ever made the playoffs with. But Or no, that... that so if, if nobody if has that, ever... You, 100% of the time you make the playoffs. Right. Now, okay. caveat... Past performance is not a guarantee of future returns, okay? (laughs) But nobody has ever missed the playoffs when scoring above 1,425 points. And that does include a slight buffer because of uh, the new Battle Royale system, and it's now harder to make the playoffs, so. Interesting, okay. There you go. All right. There we go. How often do you have to say that at work, Nick? (laughs) <laughs> uh, we generally just make a blanket disclaimer uh, at the beginning of a relationship, um, but also I will say at the new the new job um, we don't do as much. I don't want to say like selling, but like we don't do as much of uh, positioning ourselves as you know outperforming the market. We do planning based on historical returns, based on uh, whatever your um, asset allocation is or whatever your risk factors are, which makes it a lot easier. But Anyway, I used to say that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think taking it to the what ifs, is is, is this a good segue now? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Bring it on. So we we wanted to look at everyone's first round draft pick and just kind of see. No, hold on. You and Nick wanted to look at everyone's first round pick. And and we bullied you into having this discussion (laughs) right now. Yes. You'll figure out why. (laughs) i think they all already know (laughs) yeah so we just wanted to see who hit who missed and uh who broke their ankle pretty much yeah so where do you want to start bk yeah i mean should we go and draft position or um yeah absolutely um so i think that puts me up first yep yep um i obviously uh went with Brees hall um, who has been a steady performer, but maybe not uh, the number one overall draft pick performance at this point. But uh, let's see what he scored 51 points for me, and he's been a starter all three weeks. So that's been nice. 51 points is good for 58th in the league overall. I feel like that's not a very good value for a first-round draft pick. Uh, non-conference, and then they played a really good defense in Iowa. So That's true. You know, it's early. I have faith. I mean, he hasn't scored less than 13 points in a week. So I feel confident mm-hmm. starting yeah, him yeah. every week, you know. Yeah. He's going to get you that touchdown in 50 yards. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm cool with that. Yeah, I still think that's going to be an all right pick. I mean, it's still early. But um, since you you like to look back and say what if I don't I don't know if you can say that yet about him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Iowa State's had such a weird start. I think they'll settle in now that they were yeah. able to kind of 
tweak tune things. All right, going for the number second, number second, number second, second draft pick. We have Ass in Hand, which I believe is a league Alex. favorite. Yeah, Alex at this point. He went with Spencer Radler, and that is good for 87 points so far. Ooh, caveat, right? So two things. One, Alex is the new number one in the power rankings. Uh, wow. Breaking I, news? Uh, it is breaking news wow. uh, to steal from the solid verbal. Um I'll have that out tomorrow. I was able to finish that up after work. But uh, Spencer Rattler may have scored, how many points, BK, did you say? 80? 87.4. Yeah. Uh, however, he's only been a starter for Alex two out of the three weeks. Oh, yeah. So he's was he a... did not play in week two when he scored 40 points. So Yeah, that was interesting. Alex called me about that. He was asking about um, whoever West Virginia was playing. <laughs> like, Fantrax didn't even have them. <laughs> Like mm, listed as a team mm-hmm. that exists, and like Alex yeah, called me, that. and he's like, "Are these points going to count, or is this game just not <laughs> count for fantasy football?" Those are the games that I get a little nervous mm-hmm. because the teams can just like blow blow them out in the first, you know, first half, and then sit yeah. all their starters, and then you just you still don't score very many points. You know, you're like, exactly, yeah. is this team so bad that my player's not going to play? Yeah. Right. Well, so when you look at it through that lens, right, Spencer Rattler, number two overall pick, has only averaged about 22 points per starting week for mm-hmm. Alex. Yeah. So not a not a power move yet. Another one I think that's going to be all right. Yeah, it'll be kind of interesting. It seems like Oklahoma hasn't had like a, a wide receiver breakout yet. Yeah. Well, and Well, I was just going to say, you know, like kind of like I said in the in the chat the other day. Oklahoma did not impress me um, as like a playoff team. Um, I don't yeah, know. He, they he, did he not. Was, he was he's he's going to put up points, but they, they didn't look like a playoff team. Um, I have to agree with you, Eric. And I have two questions. Mm-hmm. Since you pay more attention to Nebraska football than I do, yeah. I love how many more. how many points did Illinois score in uh, week zero? Was it? 31 i think we lost 31 was it 31 22 or something and how many points did ou put up because it wasn't very 20, much more it's tw- it was 23 yeah that was the first time ou hadn't scored 24 points since 2016 or 15 so, so i've just you know when you're comparing apples to apples right nebraska was on the road in both of those games right, right. and and ou put up almost yeah, so 10 points Il- illinois, less. illinois put up 30 and Oklahoma put up twenty three. So if Illinois and, and Oklahoma play, I'm I'm back in the the Illini. <laughs> you know, I mean, like they always say, the biggest jump a team makes is between one game one and game two, right? Um, I'm not saying Nebraska's a good team. I'm saying they're a very different team than they were between the Illinois and Oklahoma game. So it's you know it's as close to apples as apples as you can. Oh, Packers just scored. Nice. Um, but, Live update. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm watching the Packers game while I'm doing this. Breaking little... news. <laughs> Tanya in the end. Yep. Um. So they were they look just pretty pathetic in Illinois, and and they look completely different in Oklahoma. But anyway, um. Yeah, well, and that's, uh, that's very true. That I I didn't even think about that. That <laughs> Illinois put up more. Yeah, but uh, to to go back to you know the second overall pick, right? And this is maybe everybody thinks about draft strategy a little differently, right? But if I have, 
And I look at this for every first round draft pick, whether it's overall like top three or just a first round pick. I want that to be somebody that I'm comfortable being a set and forget it, no matter who the opponent is. Yeah, right. Right. So like Alex, you know, obviously he's number one power ranking. He's three and oh, he's doing good stuff. But there's a situation there where he was maybe out foxing himself week two. What was the game that why did he sit? Why did he, he sit? He, he thought that the West Virginia player quarterback would kind of pop against that really bad team more okay. than uh, Rattler. Would. But I, I, it yeah. turned out that Rattler even still had a better week. I think probably because yeah. of what you're saying. <laughs> I think that's still probably in those early season like cupcake games. Sometimes you overthink yourself, but I think he's probably still a set and set it forget. So far, the first two I would say are still set it and forget it. Yeah, I would put him in and not think about that anymore. When you've got on this chart, Nick, you've got uh, so point rankings. That's that's overall in the league out of every player, right? So he's uh, he's the sixth just, highest scoring player in the league. Mm-hmm. That doesn't take Rattlers. into account that. Alex oh, so I do that stuff. Right, 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 right. I do that stuff at the end of the season. So okay. ignore the left side of my chart for now. That's right, he was, right side. The right side of the chart. No, no, no the the left side. <laughs> This is great. There's two charts that we're looking at, Eric. For the chart oh, that geez. you're looking at is the one I put together. Oh, um, where's your? Ch- oh, your charts. I see your charts below that. Oh man, we got so many charts on this page, guys. Hey, we do our. Just, we do just our be glad that we, our... we're doing an audio version of this jumbled mess of an outline. Hey, okay. we do. We do. We uh, pre- prepare for our podcasts over here. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so, so I we'll... see. I see it now. I see what we're looking at. So, so we'll move it on to mine. This was kind of a controversial pick when you guys were reviewing draft picks. Uh, C.J. Stroud was the number three pick. So yeah, far, because he's of that scored, guy behind him. Yeah, he's scored 85.7 points so far, which is seventh in the league, so one spot behind Radler. Um, that doesn't take into account he scored about like nine or ten points last weekend, so he has done most of his point work in the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, he definitely had an off week week What happened three. last week? Uh, they, they ran the ball also. for uh, like 350 yards. Who'd they play? <clears throat> Tulsa. Yeah. Oh. So uh, this is maybe not necessarily, you know, first round, whatever. But Mark and I played each other this week. And I had Mion Williams, who was the starting running back for Ohio State week one. And Mark has Travion Henderson, who's the true <laughs> freshman phenom, who's basically been getting mop-up duty. Both of us started our players. I still haven't figured out what happened, but my guy didn't get a single carry. Mm. And Travion Henderson, Mark's running back, scored 48 points against okay. Tulsa. All right. And that was, I think, half of Mark's total points for the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, like, um, Ohio State had, like, some weird guy calling defensive calls. I think they were just kind of, like, they knew they were going to beat Tulsa, so they were just kind of messing around and seeing if they could change that. Uh, no, they officially took play-calling duties away from the defensive oh, they coordinator. Did. Yeah, they, I forget which guy it is, but it's like the DB coach or something. But yeah, the uh, so the defensive coordinator is a ridiculous recruiter. And mm. when their um, old defensive coordinator left like two years ago, they promoted this guy um, to defensive coordinator, and he's apparently a really bad schemer really bad play caller um interesting but yeah there it's like in national media they're like okay ohio state has a problem and it's their defensive coordinator 
Huh. I, I sometimes I you know, who knows maybe it's a real problem, but I, I do love you know like Clemson, Ohio State have like one bad game, and it's just like the sky's falling. We need to fire everyone. It's like why don't we just like let them kind of figure things out for a week or two? Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, the whole thing with Ohio State is like the last two or three years, the defense um, has been in decline in terms of mm, yeah. points allowed, total yardage allowed, all that stuff. Uh, but the difference was the last couple of years, right? They've had Chase Young, they've had mm-hmm. uh, you know all these you know, first round talent guys. And I'm not saying they don't have them this year, but they might be like second round guys. And right. Tulsa, who, you know, I don't remember what the final score was, but uh, Tulsa put up like almost 220 yards rushing against Ohio State. So, you know, if Tulsa yeah. can do that, what do you think, you know, somebody with a good offensive line can do? Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Michigan, who, oh, my God, uh, I think they had, like, seven rushing touchdowns as a team. Jesus. Yeah, yeah and that's that's part of my rebuttal. Just hold hold that in your back pocket. <laughs> so, in, anyways, with C.J. Stroud, uh, I didn't realize that that one dude that came in, I didn't realize he could actually play this year. I thought he was just coming to Ohio State to get the money. I didn't realize he could actually play. So, I, I am a little bit worried come week seven or eight if he's still going to be playing. I have, hopefully, Texas's QB. But see that uh, yeah, they're they're both freshmen. Is is one a like a COVID freshman and one a true freshman? Are you talking about it? Um, no, Quinn Ewers right, is the number Ewers. one overall recruit. He's actually a senior he's, in high school, but well, he re he reclassified, so he should be a senior in high school right now. But he's but a be, freshman. Yeah, so he's yeah, a true he, freshman. And then C.J. Stroud is a COVID freshman. I think so. Okay. All right. So anyways, uh, not a bad pick so far, but I am a little bit nervous uh, if we revisit this one more time, how this looks. Mm-hmm. All right, so Eric, for the fun one, <laughs> your fourth pick, you picked somebody named Alan Daly Jr. Right. He's gotten point six points so far on the season. He is currently a free agent, so anyone in the league could pick him up First right now. If they for free. Him. For free, yeah. Well, and, you know, the point six points, I believe, was either scored on Eric's bench or after he was dropped. So Eric did a, a big old swing and a whiff, zero points for his guy while he and was on the roster. Like I said in the last podcast, that was one where I trusted the quote-unquote experts who did the ranking of the players. And he was ranked like the sixth overall player in the late in the in college football so i was like i don't know who he is and i didn't do any research so i'm gonna take him and um that's the last time i trust those rankings it, you know and the good thing is it's a mistake that you made for everybody like anybody that listens to this podcast i think is is going to pass in the first round on anybody they don't know <laughs> from this experience well, <laughs> going <and> forward. <laughs> see, I, the other guy I was looking at was Bijan Robinson. Oh, and, no, don't tell me. <laughs> I know. And I was just like, I don't want to take a Texas running back. That was that was a little too much of uh, using, you know, emotion rather than my head to pick. So um, <laughs> anyway, um, but my rebuttal on that, guys, I kind of mentioned it in the email the other day but that adrian martinez was thrown out as like the biggest reach of the draft and again i'm not saying he's a good quarterback in fact i'm saying the exact opposite he's a very bad quarterback but he scored the most points in the league and the second most 
average scored per game, but I might add that the number one most fantasy points per game is a free agent I picked up after week one in Blake Corum. Those seven (laughs) touchdowns for Michigan, rushing touchdowns, and he's got a receiving touchdown as well. So I'm calling him my first-round draft pick, so you can suck it, Nick. (laughs) Blake Corum is my first-round draft pick, and Alan Daly is a free agent for a reason. (laughs) Hey, man, more power to you. And uh, I think later on, after we break down everybody, I've got a couple comments on some other teams in the league. But uh, there are some clear free agent winners, waiver wire winners, whatever you want to ca- whatever you want to call them. So. Blake Corum is the early huge leader, um, and I I got to point out that I've got the two top scoring players in the league. The rest of my team sucks. Well, Eric, the, as I was putting the, this, the, as I was the, putting this together, I believe you have three top twenty players. I do, and I, I believe you have the number one defense in the league right now too. Uh. Yeah, but I mean, it's Rutgers, and they're going to go yeah. to the Big Ten, and that's going to change. So that's, <laughs> I mean, I was just looking at Rutgers' schedule because uh, everyone Casey, knows. Well, Casey dropped their running back, and their next eight games are like they don't even play Maryland, right? Like they <laughs> they don't play Indiana. Like they their next eight games are just a murderer's row. Yeah, of oh, Rutgers is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rutgers D is not gonna. I mean. That's not gonna gonna last. In fact, I've only had them for one game because I picked them up oh, last week right. because of who they were playing, and they put up points for me. So, yeah, I, I picked up the Baylor defense last week, and, and I'm thinking I might keep them for a few more weeks. I think they seem like they're actually pretty good. I mean, they did play Kansas. Yeah, no, I mean, week, I, I so. literally did the thing. I was looking. Wisconsin had a bye last weekend, so I literally did the thing. And I was like, all right, so who's Kansas playing this weekend? All right, Baylor. Is their defense available? Yes. Okay, I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm doing there the you go. Defense. It's funny. I did the same thing for my quarterback. I picked up who's Kansas playing. I'm going to get their quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so that's that was my strong rebuttal. I, I yeah. feel like it was a strong rebuttal. Okay. So the who's who of who is that, John? Yeah, it I, is. I just it, beat him. That's why I know that. Yeah, it's, it's a good name. <laughs> well, is it, it, is it? It was a name from is last it? year. Yeah. So, well, I, I like it, like because like you like look through his roster and you're like, who the fuck is this? It's like, who? Who? <laughs> and, and then you're like, oh, who's who of who? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. So he picked up Grayson McCall, like a name brand player, uh, is the number five pick. So far, he scored seventy two point six points, which is good for fourteenth in the league. I think that's not bad for a first round draft pick. So I think that's just like a solid pick there. And yeah, I mean, and it is, if you look, he's been pretty consistent, right? He's got, he's he struggled week one a little bit with 19 points, but then he's got 27, 26, right? Like he's not putting up uh, CJ Stroud, you know, week one numbers, but he's pretty consistent, which is, you know, good to have in, in a fantasy quarterback. Yeah, and, and I mean, I guess using the Nick rating scale, I mean, outside of his bye week, he's going to put up 30 points every week especially once they go to the Sun Belt regular season here mm-hmm. it'll be a top 15 top 20 all season yeah oh the next one here Keaton Slovis for Mark at number 6 pick so it's far a good he's name. only that's a really good name <laughs> he's scored 40.6 points which is good for 81st in the league and we got a quarterback controversy in USC I don't think it's a controversy. Didn't Keaton Slovis like leave the field? I don't know. I mean, I I just know everyone's hyping up the guy that replaced him, and they're saying 
What's his well, face is gone. We might as well just do a new quarterback as well. Well, so Slovis left like in the first quarter, and I only know this because Mark and I played. Um, and you know his his quarterback put up like one point this week, and it was like the guy that came in for him, um, you know, scored, you know, threw four touchdowns or something. Um, but it's like they don't even know if Slovis is even going to be able to play next week because he was injured. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I was saying there's a little bit of quarterback controversy there. We don't know who's going to be playing. So he could be losing his first-round pick is what yeah. you're saying. All right. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on there. All right, number seven, Pat took apparently the uh, Eric's pick there, Bajan. Bajan? Is it like Dijon mustard? I, I assumed it was like Dijon, yeah. It is Bijan. <laughs> oh, Bijan, sorry. Dijon, Bijan. All right. And uh, so far, 77 points, which is 10th overall. I think kind of just like the Grayson McCall. Seems like just a good pick overall. There's going to be no controversy there. And going to be able to ride the season with him. I mean, Bijan uh, has two games already as a running back with 30 points, right? Like, And I think uh, Pat and I had a little back and forth um, about our running back core. Mm, I still yeah. think my core is better, but I think Pat might have actually picked... You know, the one of the four of our running backs combined, uh, he probably is going to get the guy that scores the most in B. Yeah. Well, and he's going to end up doing pretty well there, too, because he got, which we'll talk about here in a minute, uh, Mo, Mo's backup at Minnesota. So, Oh, he got, so, you know, we might as well just go into it quickly here, but the, the whole waiver wire process, um, Pat picked up, yeah, Mo Ibrahim's replacement, but he also picked up the starting running back from Oregon State, who put up a lot of points last week. So Pat has had a, a pretty solid uh, waiver wires here early on. Yeah, so he's what he 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 was like talking like he was going to just dump his entire team after the first week, and yeah, he's he's rebuilt and he'll probably make the playoffs now. So I don't know. Since everyone does, yeah. Uh, only half, only half now. Yeah, only half, Eric. I know, but I'm not going to let that go. Uh, and honestly, I just have to say I'm so disappointed in BK and Jamie. I mean, piling on Peach looked like it was going to be just a, a merry-go-round of slaughter this year. After Who won week the one. first game? Uh, Creed. So Creed's like, the only one in the drawing right now. Yeah, and he won right. by like a million points. I mean, Pat looked like he was going to be giving Casey a run for his money down in the, the <laughs> basement. And then all of a sudden, two waiver wire weeks later, fucking A, Pat looks like he's... I might have woken a sleeping giant. Yeah. And I apologize to anybody that loses to Pat. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe yeah, maybe you actually just made this worse. Like, he like stewed and he's like, fuck this shit. I'm going to like go deeper and you go darker to the waiver wire and find all these good players uh and brian did you was your game at least close to pat yeah i lost by like two points it was uh it was actually very frustrating because um he had uh arizona state's quarterback and i had their number one running back so it would be like the type of deal where like his quarterback would just throw to my guy and he would like go run and score a touchdown so like i could never get close closer to pat because Mm. as my guy did well his quarterback just did well Man, but then I have to say, Jamie, I'm sure he enjoyed his trip to Las Vegas, but 
what did he score like 40 points 35 points this week he, he ended up getting like 60 but yeah, yeah what was that oh what my god there? was that an honest did he did he try or was he did he not set his line I, I, just, I, don't, I don't even think there's anything on that roster right now like it like it wasn't like uh yeah he, he got to 60 and he left 19 points on the bench so there's really i mean there's not a lot he could have done about it but Oh my God! Like this is like that's the scoreline that I start thinking. Okay, is Pat really paying people behind the table? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jamie had yeah. This bench is not good last week, so who knows what will happen there? But mm-hmm. um, all right, all right so, so we'll move on here. Uh, we got I, th- I believe it's Peter uh, Brockies Rocky yep. Schmockies. That's Pete. That's Pete. Which, he picked which, up Brock Purdy, uh, who. The, um, does that name changed? Because it's worse than what I remember. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's adding. It was Brock's every... Rocks and Jocks uh, after week one or something. Yeah, that was better than this, whatever this is. Anyway, go on. Brock Purdy. Yep. He's got 44.1 points so far, which is good for 71st in the league. Um, I don't know yet. Uh, the thing with Brock is he's obviously like a good quarterback. He started, what, for three or four years now? Mm-hmm. But you get the good and bad with Brock, and sometimes you get those Iowa games where he throws like three interceptions, and he's just going to be dragging down his point totals with tons of interceptions. So that's just like the red, one red flag that I have with him as a fantasy quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he he didn't even make it all the way out, and uh, who's the guy that came in for him? He looked pretty good, and I've heard Iowa State fans say not that they're going to bench Brock Purdy, but he played well enough that maybe the leash is a little bit shorter moving forward. The backup, what's his name? Deckers. Yeah, yeah. I don't I think, know. I mean, that's I think just going to take like, a little bit. A little hard. It's the take game quite was a bit to take him down. Kind of lost. It was just like I don't think that was really indicative of Purdy. But that's the thing with Brock. Like you're going to have that game, but then they're going to play Oklahoma, and he's going to put up 500 yards and will them to a victory. So you kind of get you kind of get both with him. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I, probably he, still it's probably still a decent pick. Yeah, I mean, I, don't know. I feel like he's like the opposite of the um adrian martinez like where like adrian martinez is a good fantasy quarterback mm-hmm. um because he runs a lot yeah yeah and he's like he's, uh, the offense and he's he, he he yeah so but i mean it's got a nice name brand you can do the fun name with it we'll see how it goes for peter this year yeah i mean having a player that is your team's namesake has got to be worth five points yeah yeah no, i mean i it, I mean, if Peter's willing to pay me like thirty bucks a week, I, I'd, I'd have. So, how many do we have points. of those though that we got? I mean, one of them is Brock Purdy. One's Mo Money, Mo Ibrahim, which we'll get into is not was not good. Um, Blake of the Year, which is a free agent, and that's about it, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark, I mean, is a Mark on his team? Is yeah, there a Mark. Yeah, <laughs> we're all still waiting for the team name generator for the year. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think you know, Eric. As I'm going through this list, I'm kind of thinking I figured out what you did wrong. Um, so the next on the list is Jamie with the ninth overall pick. What I did he wrong in up, what? The draft? Yeah. He oh, picked up Jaylen, I know what I did wrong. He picked up Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama, and he scored 31.7 points so far. So a little bit more than your guy. So I kind of think, is that the guy that you thought you were picking up? No. No. Well, I think what I, BK is trying to point out is that both of those wide receivers played for South Alabama, and neither of them have necessarily been. Uh, oh, worthy. South Alabama's been really bad this year. 
really <laughs> bad. I've never really followed them, but they're a terrible team. So are, are they the option team or is it like Georgia State or I have Georgia no idea. I haven't, I haven't watched, but huh. I think it's Georgia Southern that has the three running backs or whatever. Yeah. Um, but with South Alabama, I don't follow them either, but they're should potentially still be in non-conference. So like maybe they're just doing getting their paychecks. Maybe when they get into to fun belt land, they'll open it up a little bit. I don't mm. think so. I don't think so, Nick. <laughs> I'm hey, you know, a little ray of sunshine over here for Jamie. Maybe So uh what we learned from this draft is don't pick Southern Alabama. Yeah, no, stay away from Southern Alabama. I'm gonna which... quick pull up see if anyone has a good player from Southern Alabama. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, like one thirty-first in the league. It's just just okay, but I guess I mean, I'm guessing based on Jamie's score last weekend, he didn't get him any points. Uh, no, he got five points last week. Okay, so uh, Creed has the running back from Southern Alabama, and he's put up fifty-one points. So not bad, seventeen points a game. Jamie's got uh, that that guy, uh, Casey has I'm gonna stop another, you right there because another running if, back. If Casey has him, he's not relevant. Yeah. <laughs> and so and I have and I have another wide receiver from Southern Alabama actually. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's got twelve points on the year. So I went up from the point six to the twelve point two. So <laughs> the fact that one you were going through the list, let's see who has a player and you had him and didn't know about it. It just makes that Well yeah. Because <laughs> because he's in the process of being dropped. Oh yeah, we got waiver <laughs> waivers tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So next on the list here is kind of a sad one. Mo money, more Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. I can't say these names. I'm not good at good at talking. But uh, Phil Brooks. They had Mo Ibrahim. He was going to. So he get... had a, he had almost as many points as this Jalen Tolbert, Jamie's pick, on the whole year. <laughs> and he played like. Three fourths of a game. Three fourths yeah, of a game. Three quarters. <laughs> three quarters against Ohio State. Yeah. So twenty-eight point three points, which probably helped give them the win that first week. But yeah, that's. Uh, well, and uh, you know, maybe this is a little bit more in depth. But I was talking to Brooks today. You know, one half of the Phil Brooks contingent. Um, their second round pick was David Bell, and he is a. Yeah. The wide receiver for Purdue. I didn't see it, but apparently it was bad. Yeah, not good. So they might be out their first two picks. So, jeez, I doesn't it, it feels like that always happens to Purdue every year. They have like some amazing like special player, like they're like I don't know what the right term Rondale is, but Moore. like some like just like give him the ball and he's going to do really well player, and then he just always gets hurt. But maybe it's because they give him the ball every play. Could be. So that's a sad one. Yeah, that was probably probably still a good pick. That was probably a pick where if he stays healthy, he's way better than a tenth overall. Yeah, like I mean, like I'm looking here. Yeah, I mean, early uh, taking him second or third. Yeah, I mean, early contender for you know draft steal of the the season is uh, also on Phil Brooks' team, the Michigan State running back that's got like four million yards and ten hundred touchdowns already. Yeah, Kenneth Walker the third. Yeah, yeah, that guy. I, I had guy. him on my list as like pick him up late if he's still available. Um, and of course, I wish I would have had him higher. Yeah, I uh, I was down to him or Bo Melton with one of my picks. I was like, I had him, and I was like, 
what do I need? And I went with oh. the wide receiver for Rutgers because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Aaron Jones just scored his third touchdown of the night, by the way, which he's so he's really helping my other fantasy team. NFL doesn't exist here. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. It's it, college. It does in my world. <laughs> this podcast right. is a, is just a secondary thing that I'm doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so next we have to get two more to round this puppy out we got Chris Olave Creed picked him up in the 11th pick so far he scored 38.3 points which is 89th in the league Didn't I don't think he scored any points last week because again as we were just talking about Ohio State just ran the ball last weekend yeah I, I didn't watch the game but I don't know if he played or was just a decoy but yeah Chris Olave if he did play having zero points is a, a huge surprise yeah that's not good yeah, I think it's like, yeah, I mean, kind of like we were saying earlier, just sometimes these really star players and these talented teams, when they play the crappy teams, I just don't know if they're actually worth their value. They're like a good draft prospect, of course. He's going to go in the first round probably. But Well, and um, on the draft recap episode, I did say that I did not like the Chris Olave pick only because he shared a field with Garrett Wilson. And, you know, he, he obviously had a, a, a big week one, but, you know, when you have two superstars on the field, it's hard to, you know, really pop. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, speaking of that one, Scordy McTurdy, which is our reigning league champion, uh, Casey, uh, picked up Marvin Mims, Oklahoma wide receiver, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. 12th overall. He's done nothing so far. He's... Uh, gotten 16.8 points so far i didn't even it was so low i didn't even look to see how many points that is overall you know brian i have to give you a shout out here real quick for your friday fullback the league banter uh whatever forum pieces that you're putting (laughs) together are top shelf (laughs) i mean casey's got time i think he went zero and four last year right I don't remember what it was, but I, I remi- the process. <laughs> I remember saying something about I, I gave some Casey some flack uh, probably halfway through the season about him never having a chance and he will never win this. And then I had to eat my words. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of goes the way of um, uh Alex's pick, really. Um, if Rattler starts turning it on, Marvin Mims will start doing well. But until until they're a little bit more consistent, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the only other thing um, that I would like to say about just the first round picks in general is we've had two guys that were dropped uh, for injury, or you know we've already covered EP's thing, but we had two people that had them just on their bench their first overall pick was just on the bench so and who are those well we hit on spencer rattler for alex and the other one was brock purdy when he played iowa so i guess that was probably a (laughs) okay those are those are situational benches i wouldn't say those are like the way you said it i thought they meant you meant like they were just like permanently on someone's bench all weeks every week no i just they they were playing football and not on a bye week and they were Which they leads us into the the Casey situation where he benched his quarterback in the first week and didn't put anyone in. Do we do we have any idea what happened there? No. 
I mean, Casey, feel free to uh, call in, leave a leave a comment or message or whatever. Would love Give to us know. some insight. I have that? a theory, but I, I mean, I don't know. I want to hear or, the or theory. Or maybe I could be like this really is, vague. This is. Be, dun, 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 I'm gonna. I'm gonna if, yeah, I, if I have time to edit, I'm gonna put some really cool music right here. And then this is our segment called "Lu Anon." It's our conspiracy <laughs> theory. Our conspiracy theory uh, segment. And um, or is or is is Casey's part of that? Is part? Is I, mean, I was just gonna say like I, I could be like really theory? vague and be like maybe Casey did something last year that we just don't want to discuss and like mm-hmm. it was just like a maybe he's he's got something going on in his you know well, he's trying to cover like, for some crime he's committed yeah like and he's you know, paying and someone off and did MJ you know was he banned from the NBA for one year or did he just choose to go play baseball for the year you know maybe right. Casey yeah. Oh, you think like he had to serve a one-game suspension for? Yep. So who was he playing? Let's see. We'll go back and see. Well, he has Tuolia Tongavailoa. He's got the little Tua's little brother. He was playing Phil Brooks. Oh, so it would not have mattered. Uh, Well, he lost by eighty-eight points. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't have mattered that week. I have a total conspiracy theory now. What's your conspiracy so, theory? My conspiracy okay. theory is that he was losing so bad that he benched his quarterback because he knew he couldn't win. Mm. He wanted to make sure that the okay, goal so, in between him and Phil Brooks to avoid the Crystal Trophy was as big as possible. Okay, Ooh, so he had both Tagovailoa and Brewer, and were either of those a later game? Which is what we need to know. Can we look that up real quick? In the in week one, was Utah or Maryland a late game? Utah would have been at least like two thirty or so. Well, would he have been losing bad enough to bench his quarterback by then? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be, yeah. probably been an evening game. Utah, you know. I, I do know that Spencer Sanders. I, I think it's really the only player that this has happened with this year. I'm pretty sure they're just not testing for COVID, but he was out because of COVID for the first game. Hmm. And I, I think like everyone just agreed that they're not going to test for COVID anymore after that. See, happened. I think throwing the game to avoid the trophy just is too good to not have some credence. Yeah, I, I like that. So hmm. you know the the trophy tracker, right? Casey did win the trophy since he was you know, it was week one. But the margin of loss of 87 points was quickly overturned, yeah. right? Who's got, so who's got it now? John, who, as if he didn't spend enough time with the trophy, decided he would lose to Phil by two points. Oh, that's that's staying all year. So he has set the bar very, very high. I'd like to point out I've never seen it before. Well, that's because <laughs> John won it right away. Well, and then he, he was supposed to bring it up for draft weekend so that we could give it oh. to Pat because Pat won it um, in uh, 2020 and he didn't do it. So then I texted him the next day. I was like, hey, you need to mail Pat the trophy. And as far as I know, he hasn't done anything. And now it's still his. So, Do you think maybe we should just get like pay to have another one made so john can just have it all the time kind of like, you know, like <laughs> the heisman how there's like a couple heisman they give out actually and that way like because i think john probably just likes it at this point so he can keep it but then still we have the traveling trophy as well yeah it's probably pretty good probably- i would definitely put five bucks towards that maybe even <laughs> ten 
Um, okay, so if I have enough Oktoberfest, I'd probably pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Any other conspiracy theory about why he benched his quarterback? Because I think what we got right here is pretty good. I think he was. Tra- I think. I think Nick's got a good point. He was avoiding the trophy hill and um, just wanted uh, yeah. to take the L. I, I think. I think that's it. Yeah. Without any other evidence, I think that's it. Okay, so what other conspiracy? We've got more conspiracy theories, right? Yeah, I'm convinced that Phil is paying somebody to run banter for him. I think he's given somebody access to his Google account, and he's just said like every Saturday you need to hop in, and you need you, and you need to hit the guys hard because I'm too nice to do it. And, so and these why are the, do you, why do you think that? These are the three things he said so far. Last weekend, he just came out of nowhere. So one, two, like the other side of this too is like Phil doesn't really like, you know, he doesn't check in too often. All off season, we don't really hear from him. He checks in last Saturday and just says out of nowhere, Pat, do you have a gambling problem? Which I was like, <laughs> out of nowhere, it was great. The The weekend before he comes in and he says, Iowa's back, checking in post beer fest, go Hawkeyes. Sucks to lose Iowa State fans. Hope the fireball tastes fine. And then he adds on to that. I, I, I say he, but I, th- I think it's the person that he's paying to run this banter account for him. I wish I had Alex's phone number. I would have texted him constantly during the game to give him emotional support. <laughs> you know, I, I want to say, is, is he paying somebody or has he written like a script for like a robot to just like <laughs> he's got some ai or something yeah 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 that's that's possible i like maybe it he's you just, know maybe he's just testing out some new uh some new robots stuff for... shooting lasers from their eyes to kill all the jews in the planet or something like that isn't that a real <laughs> QAnon? Experience? oh jesus <laughs> i i stay out of that but good as bill works for a tech company that like one of the gaming companies that does uh call of duty or some shit and mm. his job is literally to study how people spend their money in the game to get them to spend more money. Really? So I'm, I'm, yeah. So I'm wondering if he's like trying to, you know, write some sort of script to like, oh, I like read this. our chat comments and like filter out data and like be able to respond to it. I like this. I like this conspiracy. This is a good one. This is a good one. Yeah. He's got artificial intelligence writing his smack talk. <laughs> I, I think we're going to see what happens, what comes next weekend. Like, it, I think just like the, do you have a gambling problem out of nowhere? I just think like it could go like by week 12, it could be like in a really dark place. Like, no, <laughs> right. Well, and if you think back, right, like that was not necessarily, we weren't that active, but people started talking about their locks of the week or lock it in. So there was just like the AI just like read. Oh, yeah. yeah. That like gambling was, you know, the, the stuff. And, it's not that smart, so it's like, Pat, do you have a gambling problem? Had Pat been talking about betting? Oh, yeah. Had he? Okay. So, all right. But I feel like everyone has been. Like, everyone puts their bets out there. Yeah. I mean, maybe the AI is, like, filtering out, like, doing some some subsetting of the its AI data. The AI knows about the pile on Peach, and they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> go get him. Go for maybe. his soul, not only his team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God! That's I would, one I would brutal love, robot. Yeah, I would love to believe that there's an AI out there that's just <laughs> trying to help Pat avoid getting piled on. <laughs> okay, that's good. And I think I maybe jumped ahead in the outline a little bit. We were calling the Casey one champions hubris, 
Yeah. That, was that, did you put that there, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's, it's good that you put it in the, the LU anon because I, I did not connect the two dots until you started talking about conspiracy. And I, uh, after work today, I updated the, uh, Trofil tracking sheet. So the, <laughs> oh, the two just pieces, scored again. Oh my the gosh. Two trophies just, uh, you know, hurt. away. Sorry, I've got Aaron Jones in my other league, and he just scored his fourth touchdown of the night. So I'm a little happy. I'm, I'm happy for you, Eric. <laughs> Although I was I was down 44 points, and so that was. So you might need a couple more touch, touch touchdowns. He he needs yeah he he's got four, but he needs five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, any other conspiracy theories or bonehead moves that have happened in the first four weeks? I I think for me, just the bonehead move so far is uh you know he's kind of the quiet member of the league lately but mark is just leaving some w's on the bench if you just go look at his bench his bench probably would be beating some people some week some weeks uh definitely jamie yeah (laughs) (laughs) so okay here maybe here's here's a conversation let's go to the standings and say like maybe who's overperforming who's underperforming um who's who's the you know Maybe oh, shoot. Do I need to get my power rankings up real quick? Yeah, I think you do. All right, because uh, power rankings, we have Alex number one. So you can start with him while I'm getting prepared here. I, I'm gonna, I'm going from the cuff. I'm going to say Creed is, like, standing-wise, he's overperforming a little bit. He hasn't scored that many points. Um, He's actually down next to Mark and Casey in points scored. Okay, Case, or, or, uh, actually, Creed is sorry, Frosty's I, he's not, he's Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I take yeah, that back. I've, he's he's not mean, as low as Casey. I've scored more than Frosties, so. Um, but, uh, you know, it just it just matters if you win the games or not. So right, right. So, um, so we think Alex's team is for real. Um, I am second in the power rankings. Nick, um, I'm really proud of you for um, not adjusting the rankings a little bit so that you're not first. <laughs> hey man i just plug in the numbers where are you seeing these rankings uh so the power rankings will come out tomorrow are you sending them to us so we can discuss now uh because that would be nice because the podcast is going to come out tomorrow hopefully yeah i don't know maybe all right i'll share with you guys He paid 88, right? Yeah. All right. All right. This is some great content for people listening. All right. So third is Peter in the power rankings after week three. So um, if you guys want to see if he's under or overrated. Where'd you send it? To the email? or Okay. I don't know why you just didn't put it in the chat. Uh, because I have to share it with people, so I share it by email. It's oh. not a link. Um, so if we're going by fan tracks, right? One, two, three, boom. That's in order. One, two, three. Um, the first deviation. So fan tracks has Pat ranked fourth right now. Um, I think it's just based on like recency bias because um, Phil Brooks has scored like forty more points. Um, 
But in the power rankings, number four is Phil Brooks, and that is largely due to those higher average points per game. It's still loading for me, so... Yeah, well, we got BK in fifth. Feels Pat, about right. Pat in sixth. All right, a little bit of a drop-off. We got Creed in seventh. Does that jive with you, BK? You were thinking he was maybe a little... Yeah, I mean, I see there's a 20-point drop there as well, or 10-point drop, so that kind of makes sense. He feels like he's, he's winning his game, so that matters, but you know his points scored total is kind of low, so he's kind of had some favorable matchups to start the season. Right, and then we have EP in eighth right now. Which I got to say, I'm trending up. You are, <laughs> and right now your power ranking is only about one and a half higher than Jamie, who just put up 60 points. So you guys are clearly headed in opposite directions. So uh, just wave at Jamie on your way by. <laughs> are you looking at the... Oh, you're looking at row... Uh, row, column E. Column E. Should be week three power ranking. No, no, no. I mean, like, where the total, like, power ranking number is. Oh, this is okay. by each week. So this is, at the end of week three, this is the power rankings. I know, but, like, do you have a power rankings number that shows that I'm 1.5 up? I mean, I'm just looking at, so, Eric, your you power ranking... Saying? Yeah, Eric, your power ranking is 128.2. Jamie is 126.6. So that's row oh. U. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. Go over here to the left. I got them highlighted. It's literally in row U. So you're just going off purely point values. Oh, Eric, scroll to the left. Yeah, keep going way left. Oh, way you just left. highlighted in yellow. Okay, I see. Yeah. I got you now. I'm with you. Oh wow! Did did it's Eric also in the logarithm? It's also it's also in group in row U. So right. So uh, those rows are tracking chain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You can I guess find them either place. This is a confusing chart, guys. <laughs> uh, so then we got what tenth place, John, who big drop this last week. He went down twenty one points in power ranking. Down to tenth. Can, can can you explain that a little bit, Nick? Like, what what causes somebody yeah. to drop twenty points like that? Oh, he scored seventy five points, so it yeah, probably. So uh, there Health are three com- formula. Well, there's three components to the power ranking formula. The first is your overall record. Um, if you go undefeated, uh, so if you're two and zero, or if you're ten and zero, it's the same amount of points because um, your win percentage of one hundred gets you, I believe it's about 50 points. So it you know, has a, a good amount of uh, pull in the system, but we've seen in the past, right, people that lose after scoring, you know, the second highest points, you know, it's still a loss, so it factors into the power ranking, but, you know, second highest points is, is more important, I think, for power ranking. So the second factor is your average points scored. Um, so again, you know, we're looking at just the points scored. And then the third factor is your variance. So we're looking at the most points you've ever scored in a week and the least amount of points that you've scored in a week. So okay. early on, especially when people put up, you know, like a 40 or a 50 spot, um, it's going to hurt the rankings. But then going forward, I mean, it's going to be hard to do worse than that from a variance standpoint. Um, 
you know, so they likely won't lose many more points um, on that side of the formula. So maybe Casey was going also for the the trophy, but he was also just taking the the low point hit right away to start the season for power rankings. You can only go up at that point. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> has uh, there ever, got... So, historian, has there ever been a, a league champion that finished dead last the next year? Oh, my God. You guys ask good questions. Um, next podcast. Figure that out. Yeah, I can I can look at that pretty quick. Okay. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> oh my God, you! I was think it you me? set this was up. It, it was me. It oh, was, it was me. you last oh. year. Last year. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even have to look it up. I just had to think about it. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, moving on. I, I didn't know that, but that's convenient and helpful. You know what, Eric? I believe that you did not know that. <laughs> You know what? I don't know anything about this league, so I think that's a good way to end this. We're wrapping up already. Holy cow! I don't know. I mean, we, can we keep next? going. Hey, I got an air conditioner uh, guy coming in the morning, so I'm good to call it. Okay, did we? Did we cover? We're everything? getting old. I'm drinking a ginger ale. Nick's got an AC guy coming over, and then <laughs> um, I'm losing my hair. All right. Well, <laughs> I was going to say Eric's got uh, NFL to watch. Yeah, I need Aaron Jones to score a fifth touchdown if I need to win. <laughs> All right, guys. That was a amazing podcast. Just riveting. It was until one of our best time. ever. Until yeah, until our next one. What are we thinking? About four weeks from now? Yeah. Two, I'm three, I'm good weeks. every two, three, four weeks. Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll bother you some 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 Tuesday we'll be like, Eric, you free Friday? You free Thursday? Let's do this. I'm pretty much always free. Um, I don't really leave the house or do anything, so that's what happens when you have kids, right? <laughs> have you seen Bo Burnham inside? Um, yes, I've seen. So yeah, good. I've seen half of it. Yeah, so good. <laughs> All right, with that, um, any other final thoughts? Oh, we're no, still recording. I thought you turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good place to end. <laughs>